Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the podcast where you will get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and keep you informed about what's going on in the industry. This podcast episode is sponsored by Zerk.Work. If you're a mobile repair mechanic, you need to check out Zerk.Work. In this episode, we are going to discuss how to find the parts you're looking for and keep those trucks and trailers rolling. To help us with that, I'd like to introduce to you Brendan Gamblin, an account representative at truckpartsinventory.com. Now, Truck Parts Inventory is the only resource that connects buyers looking for heavy-duty truck parts with hundreds of sellers around North America while providing tools to help registered sellers run their business more effectively. That was a mouthful. (laughs) Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy that you're here. Maybe just as a way of us getting started, how did truckpartsinventory.com start? What's the genesis story? It started as a actually a different service called PartsLink, uh, which is a fax-based uh, marketing effort for the heavy truck parts industry. And so what they were doing is they were literally getting recyclers, used parts companies, dealerships, anybody who had surplus inventory or a, a large amount of used parts inventory, they were sending a fax in to us. We would take that fax, put together a list that said, okay, these guys are looking to buy, these guys are looking to sell. And then we would fax that out nightly to every customer who was trying to use that hotline service. And then eventually it was a case of we knew that there was a lot more opportunity for the recyclers on the heavy truck side to do better for their businesses. And then it turned into truck part surplus, which was simply to help send us a file of your surplus. We'll advertise it for you on our website. You'll get calls. We'll sell your parts for you. And then it became, well, heavy truck salvage is like 15 years behind the automotive industry. And so we had to figure out a way to help bridge that gap as best as we could. And our president, Scott Tates, he actually has been in the salvage industry since he was a kid. Uh, His dad ran a shop. He helped his dad run the shop. And then he saw that, like, if the dad took time off, sales stopped. Um, They didn't know where anything was. They didn't know pricing. They didn't know, you know, what fit what. It was chaos. And so everything running through one business owner really hampers the amount of business that the business can do and so he saw a very big opportunity to help these recyclers organize the yard inventory their parts market their parts really give them a system dedicated to heavy truck salvage rather than kind of does heavy truck salvage and he started developing that i believe tpi launched about eight years ago and we're on the this would be version three of the platform that we have right now we're constantly developing it and hoping to have the new version out next year Awesome. So TPI is short for Truck Parts Inventory. Brendan, this is the homepage of truckpartsinventory.com. Can you just explain to me what we're looking at right now? 
quick overview is like if you're looking here, you can see we've got 800 and set or over 870,000 used parts in the marketplace. So we want to show the potential buyers, you know, how big of a selection they have right off the get go. You got a couple of different ways that you can find your parts on here. You've got the make and model selection right there at the top. Okay, let's 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 do that. Why don't we just do the classic Kenworth T800 then? So the most popular thing that we're seeing move right now, engines and transmissions. All right, so we'll type in engine. So we click search. Okay, so what are we seeing here, Brendan? So now it's going to give you every single part in our marketplace that has Kenworth T800 and engine in any of the keywords. So we might get some transmissions here because they might be saying, hey, it came out of this truck with this kind of engine. So what we did is kind of like a, a hardware store or like a Best Buy if you're going to buy like an appliance. You can use these uh, facets on the left-hand side now to really drill down to what you're looking for. So we got engine assemblies right there that you can click. There's 166 of them. And that'll filter out just the assemblies. We're not going to get all the camshafts, all all the crankshafts, everything that is a part of an engine. This is just going to be the complete ones that we have for sale on the site. So here we got a piece of red iron, lower miles, 320 horsepower Cummins ISLG engine with only 194,419 miles. Where did this engine come from? So if you look right here, it's uh, got Glencoe, Minnesota at the top right. So if you actually want, click on that 2011 Cummins ISL. And so this is going to tell you which company it's coming from. So we got MN Heavy Trucks. These are guys out of Minnesota. Uh, they're a salvage yard, which we're helping organize their inventory in. So what they do is every time a truck comes into their yard, they're breaking it down through our system. And then all of their inventory is real-time advertised on our website, their website, and any of the other advertisers they want to use because we can actually send the data out to other companies as well. And I see that here you've got these very, very convenient links. So you can send an email to the seller. You can visit their website. You can share this part with somebody who's looking for this engine. Um, you can even get an estimated shipping cost so you can understand your full cost of getting this engine to your shop. And uh, like the estimated shipping cost, it's not perfect because everyone has their own preferential rates based on their carriers, but it does give them a rough idea like, hey, that's going to cost you $500 for freight to get this engine one state over. And they're going to know that before they call you and find out that the freight's more than they can budget for that engine. So that is a very, very uh, slick system. Obviously, it's easy to use because I had not practiced that before the recording. We literally said, hey, let's try something new. And we jumped on, boom, we found an engine for that specific truck. So basically, anybody can use this system. If you would like to see this demonstration that we did on the podcast live, you can actually go to the Heavy Duty Parts Report YouTube channel and watch the entire thing because we screen captured this interaction between Brendan and I when he walked me through how to use the, their website. Go to the show notes of this episode. I'll have a link in there to the YouTube channel, and that will allow you to watch the video where you'll be able to actually see me on my computer going through the process just like Brendan showed. Now, back to the episode. Now, when, what are you seeing as a trend in the marketplace for parts? What are you observing as you're seeing it from your end of the business, which of course is the salvage side? So one thing that I'm noticing a lot is that more people are looking for quality used parts than just immediately going for a rebuild or a remanufactured because it might be classified as a used part, but a lot of the salvage yards that I'm working with, they do full dyno tests on their engines before they're willing to sell them. Uh, and if it doesn't pass that dyno test, they're not, they're going to sell it as a core. They're not going to sell it as an assembly. 
So we're seeing a lot more people looking for means to save money. And that's kind of across the board in life right now. But in the trucking side, there's a lot of people trying to save money, trying to find the parts quicker than they would without having to go and call 15 dealerships or 15 different parts companies in their area. They want to be able to go to one consolidated place and find everything that they need. Uh, We're constantly taking feedback from the end users as well to streamline the process for them. And it's, it's just trying to help these guys get more potential buyers because they don't always focus on marketing or brand awareness. And so one of the biggest trends that I'm seeing right now is, is really just the acceptance of, of used parts versus new. Um, there's obviously that huge stigma going around still with junkyards uh, rather than calling them recyclers. It, it, even myself, when I started here, I had to consciously make the change from calling them a junkyard to a recycling yard because they're, they're providing genuine OEM quality parts at a fraction of the cost. Right. And I mean, the reason that these units are available is there's been an accident or something. It's not that they were miled out to the end of their life and then, you know, retired to the quote unquote junkyard. Exactly. Well, even some of them, they're not even retired units. They're just the guys getting out of business and decides, hey, I don't want these trucks anymore. I'm going to sell them to a recycler and get more money out of it that way rather than selling it to an auction or doing a trade-in at a dealership. They, they want to try and maximize the return on their investments as well. So getting it to those recyclers, they're getting a little bit more money for their for their truck themselves when they're parting ways with it. So you're, you're sometimes you're finding, like I've got guys who are looking for 2017 trucks right now to recycle them for people. Really? 2017? Uh, we, we've even gotten recently gotten requests for 2019 parts. And that blows my mind because who goes to a recycle area looking for the current year of makes and models? You know, the thing that's always interesting to me is it doesn't matter what we're talking about. Everything goes in cycles and everything is like a pendulum swing. When I started in the heavy-duty parts industry back in 1998, rebuilding and remanufacturing was on the decline because of all the influx of uh, new parts coming from offshore sources. And so over the last 20 years, I've seen rebuilders slowly, slowly dwindle and, and a lot of them go out of business. And then also consolidation of aftermarket suppliers and OE, on the OE side as well, the truck dealers consolidating, you know, they're building up these massive buying groups. And it's interesting to me that amongst all of that, we now see the pendulum swinging back the other way. And now we're seeing you guys find a spot in the marketplace to actually grow. It's incredible. And like, you know, Scott started this business 25 years ago at a apartment on White Ave. That's, that's where the, it's the, the, the grand start was, is just facts based out of an apartment building. And he was just trying to help elevate the industry as best as he could, because like I said earlier, 15, about 15, 20 years behind the automotive recyclers, they all adopt technology into all their yards. They know what they have when they get a call for it as soon as they need it. And we want to make sure that our guys are able to do that with their customers as well. And the important thing is when you're in a truck, as opposed to the automotive side, is if your truck is broken, you're losing money every minute that it's broken, right? And these guys don't have the time to spend finding these parts. So they're trying to find somebody who can find it for them. Yeah, downtime is one of the most significant costs and unscheduled downtime is just deadly to a business. I used to supply parts to a logging outfit that did heli logging. And so when they had something on the ground that was down and that helicopter was sitting, they were they were being charged a thousand dollars an hour whether that helicopter flew or not. And so whatever was down on the ground to be able to accept the lumber or move the lumber to the loading site, 
had to go and they didn't care what it cost in freight to get them their parts because they just needed that equipment to go. I think that translates in the commercial trucking, um, maybe not at that rate, but a lot of owner operators, it's their own skin in the game. It's their money and they got a family to take care of. No, exactly. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I've taken a phone call and I, I'm sales. Like I, I primarily focus on acquiring new business. Everybody else in our company is either support or uh, IT. We focus more on making sure the platform works better. We have a lot of companies that want to use us. So we're not scrambling to try and find new business or anything like that. And I can't tell you how many times I get a request coming through or a call coming through where somebody's going, hey, I'm broken down on the side of this road in Tennessee. I need a I don't know entirely what's going wrong with my truck. Can you guys help me? And we'll connect them with the yards that we have in that area that we've already built a great relationship with. And that the, some of the testimonies we get are the most gracious customers ever because they were panicking because their load has to be delivered today. Their truck is giving them issues and they don't know what to do with it right away. So we're not just helping them find the parts, but help connect them quicker to find those parts and get them back on the road so they can continue making money and support their families. Wow, that's beautiful. I think when you can find something where you're actually adding value, and that's something that's thrown around on the sales and marketing side, everybody talks about, you know, adding value, adding value, but it's like, what value? Is it real? Does it translate into, and and the only way you know you're adding value is when people start telling you, like, thank you so much, you saved me. (laughs) Then you know you're adding value. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to to speak with some of our customers who just did not expect something like this to work as well as it did because they didn't realize how many non-local customers are looking for the parts that they might have. Cause you know, you might be in Pennsylvania and have a Mac focused yard, but they might not run Macs in that area. So you might need to connect those parts to a bigger audience that's using those trucks in a different area. And that's one of the cool things about the truck industry to me is that every truck is used in a different application, depending on the region you're in. Like, I, I, I've gotten to go to a couple conferences in California and Arizona, and I always check lately what trucks are being driven around there. And like, you know, you don't see as many Western stars down South as you do up here. And it's really cool to see how it's such a regionally kind of like intimate to the region, uh, what they prefer. You've been listening to the heavy duty parts report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Brendan Gamblin of truckpartsinventory.com. We've been talking about how the end user can go to your homepage. They can find parts they're looking for. We've talked about how you've been able to help those actual owner operators who are stuck on the side of the road. Let's talk a little bit about the overall solution you're providing for the people that are on the recycling yard side, because it's it's more than just connecting them with customers. Enterprise Resource Planner is effectively, it's technology that you can use to run your business on. It's going to do stuff like payroll, inventory management order processing, accounts payable, accounts receivable. So it's, you know, your SAP systems, your Microsoft Dynamics systems, all of those technologies that all of these companies are using to run their businesses on, all the companies that we probably visit on a day-to-day basis, we're providing that to the heavy truck recycling industry. Okay, so it's a it's a complete solution for them, a business management tool, if you will, to help them bring their business into the 21st century and take advantage of all these tools that are available, which is going to make them not be in the position that your founder's father was in, where he was the guy <laughs> who who made everything happen. No, exactly. We, we want to take all of that knowledge and we appreciate all the knowledge that, that that 
the quote unquote the guy has because they've they've been doing it on the ground for 20 30 40 years at in some cases and so what we're trying to do is take all the knowledge from that person and provide it to the whole company without them having to constantly go and go hey bob where's this engine we don't want to have to ask that question because if you can make that call or that sale on the first call it's more money for the company it's more it's a better use of the resources you guys have as a company as well so it's we we've actually seen companies be able to hire somebody out of high school with no parts experience hop onto TPI and start selling parts with it because all they have to do is be able to search for what the customer is asking for rather than having to have 10 15 years of heavy duty truck knowledge which is incredibly rare lately it sounds like automotive mechanics are are pretty dime a dozen and i don't mean that disparagingly but the heavy truck side not nearly as much yeah heavy duty parts and heavy duty truck repair is a specialized um much smaller industry than the automotive we had in episode four we had the president of marathon brake systems on and he was talking about how you know automotive is just such a massive industry whereas the heavy duty parts is pretty small comparatively speaking it's just ironic that we don't work on anything small there, there's some days where I definitely want to work on smaller things just because there's so much opportunity there. But we, we really took the mindset that there's enough people helping the automotive side and the passenger vehicle side that the commercial market just kind of gets forgotten about a little bit too frequently. And there was a huge opportunity there to increase the, the way of life of everybody involved uh, doing the recycling. So we wanted to ensure that, you know, they're not just spending 10, 15 hours a day in their business, they can actually go and see their grandkids play sports or go camping and go fishing. And some of the people in, in the families of these owners aren't happy about this because we provided a tool that's not just this great resource for the salvage, but it's completely mobile compatible so they can still do their business while they're away from the yards. <laughs> the double-edged sword of working remotely. I built a contracting business in Vancouver from 09 to 2016, and then we sold the business. But my, uh, we were able to run it remotely before we sold it. And my wife actually was contracted by the new owners to continue working and running it remotely for them. And it is a little bit of a curse because you can be working all the time. So you think, oh, great, I have this freedom. I'm no longer location dependent. But it's like, but they can find you 24-7. <laughs> And that's exactly it. It's that double-edged sword, right? Because these guys always want to be making money, always want to be making those sales as much as they can be. But then they go to a conference and they're sitting at the dinner table at a networking event selling parts off their phone while they're trying to eat their meal. And I'm impressed by the hustle, but I'm also like, you should probably just focus on eating a little bit. Okay. So Brendan, when you say enterprise, anybody who knows anything about enterprise software knows that there's a cost associated to it that, you know, a smaller person, maybe a one person or a smaller business may not be able to afford. Who is your ideal customer? What's the scope of their business? Just so we know who we're exactly looking for. Honestly, it's going to sound weird, but if you've got heavy truck parts in more than about 50 to 100 parts on average, you're our ideal customer, uh, be it new parts, used parts, remanufactured, rebuilt parts. We help everybody. Um, I, know, I know I said enterprise resource planner. And when, when, like you said, when anybody hears enterprise and they're familiar with that term, they hear large dollar. Um, that's what I think of right away. And we're actually providing an enterprise level resource at a fraction of the cost. Uh, we do what's called pay by performance billing. So we're actually only charging our customers for like our sellers for calls, clicks, emails, 
the results that are coming through, not the potential that it could do. So they're actually paying based on the results that they're getting. They're seeing an immediate return on their investment within, uh, on average, I'm doing some quizzing lately. It's been about two months on average that our system's paying for itself, if not well exceeding what you're investing into it. Wow. So what if uh, the business is already set up with accounting software? It's already set up with a CRM. Maybe they've they've kind of stitched together three or four uh, products and um, they've been running their business and now they're looking at yours. What's the integration or what's the uh, switchover process like? The process, it's it's pretty unique to each customer, obviously, because they all have their own unique ways of doing business, regardless of if they have adopted technology at this point or if they haven't. Over the time that I've been doing this, which is about two and a half years now, we've had them turned around even with the bigger switchovers within about two weeks to having them fully implemented into the system, fully comfortable using it. We focus heavily on customer support. So throughout those transition periods and and that switchover period, we stay hands-on as heavily as you need us to, not as much as we think you need us to, so that you're comfortable using the system. Uh, We actually started a, a, we call it the TPI Academy. It's a uh, modular-based training system that we put every one of our new customers through. Right now, it comes included with our onboarding packages so that they get all of the knowledge of this system very upfront in a, in a speed that they can digest it in so that they're not overwhelmed. And we're actually providing these guys certifications on being experts of the truck parts inventory system to ensure that they're comfortable and adequately using it. Transitioning from another system to us or no system to us has been one of the easier processes here, actually, for getting companies going. I would say if you already adapt technology, you're ahead of the game. We can usually work with the current software that you have. Most of the softwares provide Excel files or some sort of a file that they can export their data out from. Some of the guys that we're using have those systems. And so they just send us a file instead and advertise with us rather than using us as a full system planner for their businesses. So we can help to either extent, either just advertising your parts because we get a sizable traffic load or actually helping you organize and run the yard as well. So if there was one key takeaway from today's discussion, what's the one thing you want listeners to know? If you're looking for a used truck fart and regardless of if you have a ton of time to find it or zero seconds to find it, try out truck parts inventory because it's completely free to use as a buyer and you're going to potentially even find some of your local yards on there that you didn't expect to have the parts that you're looking for. Um, The best thing about it is like we showed that screen sharing thing where you could go through and select your make and model. If you don't have time for that, there's a button on the front page that says part request, fill out your information in there and it sends it out to all of our recycling yards. And then they'll call you if they have the part that you're looking for. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Brendan Gamblin of TruckPartsInventory.com. To learn more, you guessed it, go to TruckPartsInventory.com. Brendan, thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? Go to HeavyDutyPartsReport.com where you'll be able to open up the window and subscribe to whatever podcast player you prefer. And that way you won't miss any of the upcoming episodes and we've got some good ones. Thank you for listening today. And remember, focus on lowering your cost per mile, not just purchase price. And let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling.
HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.